Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcast from PitchList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is July 17th, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. I have to go very quickly today, but just a reminder that the list is coming out tomorrow, not today, as I'm going to be flying back tomorrow early in the morning, and then I'll be doing the list stream around 3 o'clock tomorrow. Okay, Cutter Crawford, six innings, zero runs, nine strikeouts, four walks, one hit. Really nice, amazing CSW. I don't really buy it that much. Uh, he did have a general intent of upstairs fastballs, but I didn't really feel in command. The cutter was well placed down in a way. That's good. The six out of eight whiffs on the sweeper were good. I just feel like it's not quite there yet. Um, and I'm happy it worked out here as I watched this one, but it didn't really feel like a pitcher demanding success. And it just kind of worked out. And uh, I'd be a little bit worried uh, pitching him against the Mets next. Kyle Brash is doing great things. He did really well against the Marlins yesterday. And maybe I'm just underrating him. His slider is 99th percentile in PLV. And maybe that is just kind of enough and that allows this, the fastballs to be uh, called strikes pitches and the curveball to just be hopefully good uh, some of the time. I mean, it's um, it's strange to me because I really don't like those fastballs. And it kind of breaks the Waskarino rule, but he's not a two-pitch pitcher. I don't know. Maybe I should be giving Kyle Brash a little bit more love because that slider is just so dang good. Max Scherzer ace is going to ace. You have Bryce Miller against the Tigers returning. That was good. Five innings of zero runs. He had a little bit of a a limited pitch count here at 70 pitches, but that's fine. He made the best of it. Now he probably gets 80 pitches for the Jays or so. That one's a little bit shaky. He'll be in the probable start here at the bottom of it, I think. Maybe the top of questionable. I don't know. We'll talk about that one when that time arrives. Chase Anderson survived against the Yankees. Five innings of zero runs in the cores. That's great. Good for him. That's it. Garrett Cole, ace is going to ace with 11 strikeouts uh, in one earned run in 21 whiffs in cores across six innings. That's what you want to see. Fastball sliders and curves all did well. Dylan Cease against Atlanta did surprisingly well. Five innings, one earned run, three hits, three walks, six Ks because he was 1.5 ticks harder on his fastball. That's so good. A tick harder on his slider as well. And uh, it, it was just so great to see the fastball got more whiffs than the slider yesterday. 10 whiffs over 43. If that sticks around, that's great. Even Atlanta couldn't do anything about it, even though it wasn't the most blissful outing with six base runners and five innings and 99 pitches to get through it. I imagine if this wasn't Atlanta. He would have soared like we normally see him go. Hopefully that is something that sticks around. Bobby Miller against the Mets. 4.2 innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, five Ks. A much better outing. As we finally saw the curveball get 11 out of 16 strikes, his velocity was down, but don't worry, Bobby 100 was just 98, as the knee was bothering him a little bit, but he honestly could have pushed through it, and then he had a meeting on the mound in the fifth, and he said, okay, fine, I'll leave, it's okay, I get it, just want to protect, protect me, fine, but that doesn't really worry me for his next start. It's good to see that curveball doing that, because without that, it was two pitches with the slider not being as dependable as we want it to be, and that really was part of the problem for Bobby Miller. So this is very, very good, and I hope uh, that curveball sticks around. Yusei Kikuchi changed his curveball. 4.2 innings, one run, two its three walks, and four Ks. As he, he threw it softer with less 
Uh, we'll start with more vertical break, and it went one for 11 CSW with just 22% strikes. Yeah, so uh, that's not good. Um, the slider was solid. The four-seamer kind of whatever, and uh, he didn't really pack enough punch here. So uh, he does get the Mariners next. Maybe that is better, and hopefully the curveball gets some more strikes than it did here. Ben Lively against the Mariners. Sorry, the, the Brewers, four innings, one in a run, three hits, zero walks, and three Ks. The slider is not the pitch they would want to be. We move on. Alex Wood, 3.2 innings, one in a run, five hits, three walks, one K against the Pirates. Okay, you did well against the Rockies and Rocky Road, but now it's just 67 pitches, and all right, we're not going to touch Alex Wood again. Uh, I mean, we didn't for this, really, but, you know. Uh, Teller Anderson against the Astros, 85 pitches for just nine outs, three innings, one in a run, five hits, two walks, and five Ks. I mean, it's against the the Astros, so you can't really uh, judge him too much. And, hey, it was eight whiffs on his changeup and an additional tick on his heater, so so hopefully uh, that does stick around for his next start. For Tyler Anderson, Tanner Bybee against Texas survived six innings, two and runs, five hits, one walk, six Ks. And I love this because he had a good slide and a really good fastball that stayed upstairs. Um, the uh, the curveball also really helped in this one. Um, I hope that he can keep that consistency. Uh, I don't really know yet. So I hope that it is a second half of being less of a cherry bomb for Tanner Bybee. Reese Olsen did well against the Mariners, 5.1 innings, 2 and runs, 6 hits, 0 walks, and 5 Ks, as the slider was just everything here, 45% CSW across 31 thrown. Um, the changeup didn't really do a whole lot, sadly, um, and I was really hoping that would take shape, and maybe I could believe that the Padres and Angels would have to deal with that pitch more. I don't know if that's really something I want to chase for Reese Olsen at the moment. Um, something to consider, but I, I kind of want to see more from that changeup first instead of just being fastball slider um, from Reese Olsen. Zach Wheeler against the Padres, seven innings, three earned runs, five hits, zero walks, and seven Ks. Fastballs were incredible, and all five hits came across uh, on breakers, which is so annoying. You're so close, Wheeler. Just please find a way to make sure that the breaking balls aren't hit, and then you're great. Uh, JP Sears against the Twins, 6.1 innings, three earned runs, four hits, zero walks, and seven strikeouts because his changeup was amazing and was fantastic located down. Same with the slider. It was really cool to see the secondaries live downstairs and actually get proper pitch separation because we really haven't seen that from J.P. Sears this season. Really cool start here. Um, I wish it weren't the Astros next for J.P. Sears because I still don't want to start him there. We see him have these great starts and then it kind of comes down to like five whiffs after 19 whiffs here. So be a little cautious there. Jack Flaherty against the Nationals was fine. Uh, six innings, three runs, three hits, three walks, seven Ks. Got you the win. Yeah, that's all good. Um, he gets the Cubs and probably the dime and the Dimex after I'm starting for both. Um, he did have some decent command here with the breaking balls down, which I did like. Um, so that's cool. Uh, Adrian Hauser against the, the Reds in Cincinnati, I guess kind of survived. I don't know. Almost had a very poor quality start was one out away from almost doing that. Yeah, we don't do that. Uh, Joe Ryan against the athletics was a bit disappointing. 5.1 innings of three and runs, five hits, three walks and seven Ks. Really? It's, the fastball and splitter command was good, but the splitter still held a 20%, uh, sub 20% CSW, and the slider is just, like, not there. I, I feel like we might need to remove Joe Ryan's ace is going to ace label soon. Uh, I don't want to. I really don't, but I'm losing faith that we're going to see the uh, the secondaries really come through. I mean, that is three of his last five starts with at least five earned runs for Joe Ryan. Um, sorry, so three of his last six starts, including this one, but it's just something to consider there. And I, it's annoying. It's just annoying. 
Uh, Christian Javier against the Angels, five innings, three runs, four hits, two walks, and seven Ks. I'm glad to see that he at least survived, you know, really one run off from being a very good outing for you. But the slider had a 53% strike rate and not enough whiffs on the fastball, and that's just kind of the situation right now for Christian Javier, so we still wait in purgatory. There are other guys to talk about, of course, today and tomorrow's games. We're going to talk about all of those after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Martin Perez against the Guardians, five innings, three hundred runs, five hits, four walks, two Ks. Who really cares? He hasn't gotten the changeup down. He's not commanding well. I don't really want to trust him even as a Toby. Same with Tommy Henry, who's not really throwing a slider much. Um, he threw fewer than 10 in two straight starts now. Went against the Jays, so I can't really judge him too harshly. 4.1 innings of 300 runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, 5 Ks. But yeah, until I see him have that slider back, Tommy Henry is not really someone I want to consider. Osvaldo Baido is not nearly in the place we want him to be. It was 2.2 innings of 300 runs with just 64 pitches thrown before he got the hook. So no thank you. Uh, we had a bullpen game for Miami. Brady Singer, eight innings, four and runs, seven hits, zero walks, four Ks. However, it was seven innings shutout, then a solo shot, two singles, and another home run for a throw and shot in the eighth inning. And then he finished the inning. Kind of wild. Um, You really don't see that. You don't see seven innings of shutout ball and then lose the quality start. You just never do. Normally, they're pulled after the home run and then two singles, but whatever. Uh, they were up by a good amount, so they just kind of let Singer go, I think. And he's too volatile, even though this was seven shutout innings. He got the the raise. I'm not buying in on Brady Singer. Josiah Gray against the Cardinals. Five innings, four and runs, ten hits, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to have Josiah Gray right now against the Cardinals. Um, and just in general. Uh, Kobe Allard was pulled with a shoulder injury. And I feel bad for him because he finally had an opportunity to really prove himself again. Like a kind of reset button for Atlanta. And now he's not going to get another rotation chance because you're going to have Soroka. Sorry, um, uh, Freed come back. You have other options. It just doesn't make any sense and I feel bad for the guy but yeah um obviously not for fantasy Seth Lugo against the Phillies was a disappointing outing 5.1 innings of five run runs seven hits zero walks and five Ks but honestly I feel like he did really well for the most part say for uh say for maybe a few mistakes but this is a worse line I think than he pitched um so I do need to bake in a little bit more of that floor that Lugo carries uh I think in my list ranking but I still very much like Lugo. Um, Zach Eflin had a terrible outing as he got singled out by the Royals of all teams. Three innings, five earned runs, seven hits, zero walks, and zero Ks. What? In just wild 46 pitches. Uh, It just happens. Um, And Justin Steele also pretty much had some bad luck here. Six innings, six earned runs, 10 hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. Yeah, really annoying to see that too. Um, he had a 21% overall swinging strike rate and 10 fastball whiffs and 7 on the slider. 
it sure is fastball was more over the plate but this is just weird um and we're going to continue to start steel regardless of this one all right looking forward to today and tomorrow's games Jimmy McClanahan, Jesus Lazardo, Logan Webb, Logan Gilbert, and Sonny Gray are on that auto start tier. Emmett Sheehan against the Baltimore Orioles. That is a probable start tier. Uh, you have Griffin Canning uh, as a stream pick of the day. Grayson Rodriguez, who I didn't talk about yesterday, but he is returning. It is a Dodgers. I might want to even put him further down. Um, be very careful with this one. It's also a bad two-step um, for Grayson Rodriguez. I believe he gets a raise next after this. So uh, you want to stash him. It's just maybe not right out of the game. Make sure you see the secondaries go down um, with the changeup insider. That's really everything for him. Mackenzie Gore, uh, Miles Michaelis, Luis Severino is going today. And who knows what you're going to get? So it is a tiara where like he could just be good again today, and that'd be really cool. But who knows? Nick Pavetta, Matt Manning, um, Drew Smiley, and Paul Blackburn. And then you have yeah, Drew Smiley doesn't have his curveball. I didn't say that yesterday. He got updated for today. And then Quinn Priesters make his MLB debut. If you want to stash him, go right ahead. Um, I don't think his fastball is that good. And then he doesn't really have an amazing uh, breaking ball. I mean, it's like 92 miles per hour in the fastballs. Maybe he has amazing command. That's great. That's very rare for an MLB debut. So uh, I wouldn't chase this at all. Yeah, Brandon Williamson, Dane Dunning, Xavier Curry, not Hunter Gaddis. And that should not be good. Um, and Jordan Lyles uh, against Detroit. And the reason Lyles is underneath, even though he has a higher ceiling of innings, is just there's a higher chance of that just being more destructive for your teams. And tomorrow you have Aaron Nola, Joe Musgrove, Lucas Giolito, Mitch Keller, Bailey Ober, Brian Wu, Tarek Skubal, and Tyler Wells, all in that top tier. I know Nola's first, but it's the Brewers, whatever. And the rest are pretty straightforward. Uh, you have probable start tier of Jordan Montgomery. Hopefully the hamstring is okay. Otherwise, I would have put him at the end of auto start. We just don't really know his health at the moment, and they probably want to protect him a little bit concerning he might be dealt at the deadline. Um, Nathan Eovaldi uh, against the Rays. What is the velocity? I don't know. Uh, is it good enough? He's on the IL, but he gets the Rays. Whatever. Logan Allen's returning. He's actually my stream pick of the day because he's very under-rostered. And I feel like because he's returning and he's already made his debut before and it's Pittsburgh, I feel like you're safe to start Logan Allen here. Bryce Elder and Domingue Herman close out the probable start tier. As Elder, we're not at a point of dropping him yet. It was the raise last time, and Domingo Herman has an elite curveball still. Questionable start here, you have Carlos Carrasco, which we don't really know what he's going to provide against the the White Sox. Maybe they do give him the benefit of sliders and everything. Taj Bradley and Hunter Brown are both very risky plays against Texas and Coors, respectively. I don't want to start those. That's why it's questionable. So I don't really like any of these. Sometimes I do like some questionable start tiers a little bit, uh, options a little bit, not today. Um, Alec Manoa is also a big, big wild card. I do not like this one against the Padres. I don't think he did very well against the, uh, the Tigers last time. He, he got very lucky. Um, Edward Cabrera is coming back, and that's a very still ill situation against the Cardinals. Uh, Patrick Sandoval against the Yankees. You never know there. Anthony Descafani have no faith in. Same with Jameson Tyone, even though he had a good command last time. Luis Medina has some interesting um, possibilities with the slider looking so good last time, but I don't have any faith that it's going to... Re- Pete again, and it's also the Red Sox, way too risky to do right now, and Trevor Williams, I gotta acknowledge, at least has the opportunity to go 5-6 innings constantly each time he pitches, and sometimes he's able to get those pitches down enough to be effective. Then do not start to, you can make an argument that Daniel Lynch deserves to be right next to Trevor Williams, I just think that there's just not enough in his repertoire, and it's all very lucky, and blah blah blah, I don't want to do it. Julio Tehran, Michael Grove, Luke Weaver, Zach Davies gets Atlanta, Noah Davis, and Chris Murphy rounded out. Alright, that is it for today, thank you all so much for the support, but that is it, so my name is Nick Pollock, and may your balance be low, and your strikeouts high.